Shabbat Shalom. Those of you, <clears throat> those of you who have been with Sinai and with me for years know that I almost always speak from a couple of notes and speak more or less extemporaneously. I know basically what I'm going to say, but I sort of improvise as I go along, but not this morning. This morning, I'm going to read you what I wrote and I'm going to post it after Shabbat on my Facebook page because I want to be careful to say just what it is I want to say and not to say that which I do not want to say. In 1783, after the Revolutionary War was won, America's troubles were far from over. The Newburgh Conspiracy was a plan by the officers of the Continental Army, that is the American Army, to challenge the authority of the Congress because of their frustration with the Congress's inability to pay them to meet its financial obligations to the military. To the surprise of everyone, at the meeting planning the rebellion, George Washington showed up. He understood their frustrations, of course, as the victorious general, but he also understood the fragility of the new democracy. Washington gave an eloquent speech, but the decisive moment came when he pulled his spectacles out of his pocket. No one there had ever seen the monumental figure Washington wear what we would now call glasses. He said, as he put them on, I have grown not only old, but nearly blind in the service of my country. That moment ended the rebellion. That, my friends, is America. Not incitement, not insurrection, not a consistent whining about unfairness and fraud, not stirring up those who have grievances, for we all have grievances, but leadership marked by calm, by courage, and by wisdom. A leadership that is not about self, but about self-sacrifice, a leadership that puts country first. One more story. This one is ancient, takes place in the wilderness. In the desert, there are direct challenges to Moses' leadership. Other people are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, Moses' trusted aide, comes to Moses and cries out, Moses, stop them. <clears throat> but Moses replies, are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and God would put his spirit on them. Generous leadership one that welcomes challenge and partnership and sharing credit, one that doesn't ask others to recognize his preeminence or greatness or even goodness, one that is concerned not for Moses, but for Israel. Moshe wasn't perfect. He was a human being with flaws, a human being who sinned, in other words, a human being. But he was anav mikol adam. He was more humble than any man. And when the choice came, and he did, to choose between saving his own life and saving Israel, he willingly, quickly, and without hesitation put his own life on the line because he believed in things bigger than himself, because he believed in things, because he was Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, our teacher. 
King David sinned. He did some terrible things. But he also fell on his face before God, prayed for forgiveness, recognized his limitations and his unworthiness. He listened to those around him and accepted their counsel gratefully. He wrote psalms and songs to God from the bottom of his fervent heart. Where are leaders that are self-sacrificing and modest and giving and good? This week, we did not see them. We did not see that model and we have not seen that model. Instead, we got an encouragement to domestic terrorism from the President of the United States. And since the FBI has identified the rioters, even the ridiculous conspiracy that they were not the president's supporters, even though he himself identified them as such, is no longer supportable. And even the facial recognition firm that people were quoting came out and said, that's wrong. These statements are false and misleading and defamatory that there were other than the president's supporters. That's who they were. It was a sad and painful day for the greatest experiment in democracy in the history of humanity. Not until after the Capitol had been smashed and demolished, not after the windows had been broken and Congress rushed into safety and the vice president's life threatened by one of the protesters, only then did the president say there will be a smooth transition to power. When God told Moses he wouldn't get to lead the people into the land and he should put his hand on Joshua's head to show he would be their new leader, instead, Moses put both hands on Joshua's head to make sure the people would see that Joshua was their leader now. That's what a real leader does. It is what every American president since 1869 has done by attending the inauguration of their successor until now. There is no bracha, there is no blessing that we say before an act of kindness or of charity. Why is that? Why is there no blessing for acts of goodness or decency according to Rabbi Baruch Epstein, the Baal Torah Tumima? It's because when you say a blessing, it singles you out as a Jew. Asher kitshanu v'mitzvotav, who has sanctified us with your commandments, and therefore you say blessings for things that Jews do, like lighting Shabbat candles, like keeping kosher, like keeping Shabbat. But everyone, not only Jews, is supposed to be decent, is supposed to be kind, Decency is a universal law, according to the Jewish tradition. And leaders are supposed to model what they want others to be. I, having grown up in this country, have seen unity and I have seen division. I grew up in an America where there was an unreflective patriotism. Not that we believed everything was perfect, but we knew we had the resources, the will, and the character to make things better. I grew up in America where the world looked up to us, even more important and more painful, where the world did not pity us. There were scandals, there were scoundrels, but no one elevated insults 
into strength or pretended that cruelty to one's opponent was necessary or believed that the United States of America was more about enemies than about amity. That hasn't been the experience of the past several years. Instead, we've had an endless, exhausting series of controversies culminating in the disgraceful spectacle of the last week. What has the Jewish tradition taught us about leadership? Four things. One, that a leader takes responsibility, not when things go right, when they go wrong. That's why Moses tells God he wants his faith to be the same as Israel's. Two, that a leader reaches across the divide to clasp the hand of those who oppose him, especially those who oppose him, understanding that division weakens us all. Lincoln famously included his bitterest rivals in his cabinet and even appointed the one man who continued to detest him, Samuel Chase, to be Chief Justice of the United States, as Moses praised other prophets in Israel. Three, that a leader governs by principle, not by provocation, that humiliation, insult, and unkindness are not occasions for glee, but a failure of character. And four, that a leader has faith in the possibilities of the people whom he or she leads. Not some of the people, not only the people who agree with you or support you, but all the people, all of Israel, stood at Sinai. That's the America I believe we can have. It could be under Republican leadership, it could be under Democratic leadership. It will not be an America in which we all agree. There will be vigorous fights in the past and in the future. There will be street protests and sometimes perhaps riots and illegitimate and awful destruction as we have seen in the past and may see in the future. But we can be bound together by a conviction that we are a good nation and a kind nation that we stand for something in this world beyond our own interest that makes us a beacon to a beleaguered world. When he was over a hundred years old and world famous for most of his life and rich and celebrated and accomplished, I asked Kirk Douglas, what was the luckiest thing that ever happened to you? And he said, it happened before I was born. My parents came to America. The luckiest thing that ever happened to me was that my great grandparents came to America. I love this land and I know that it is greater, vaster and more complex than any of us can understand. But I also know that we have in us the seeds of decency and unity across racial, religious, ethnic and political divides. It will not happen overnight, but with God's help and for our children's sake, let us work to make it happen. Shabbat Shalom.